Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And that connection to that infinite potential in the quantum realm is an embodiment of higher consciousness, really. My guest today embodies a high level of consciousness. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the new light codes that are pouring in at this moment, the upgrades that are going on. And this is a very fascinating story with Kara Goss, who is a multidimensional healer and a medical medium. She performs light body surgery, and she's got a very fascinating story as a walk-in in the second breath of life as a soul. Please welcome Kara Goss to Quantum Conversations. Kara, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You and I are going to have a marvelous conversation with all of those who are tuning in to this live show or to the replay. This is an amazing story. I'm so pleased to have you on. We had a connection through a mutual colleague and friend, Steve Noble, who is another high-level being. I would love for you to share your story of this second breath of life, this soul exchange that you had, because this was a game changer, and you are working on a galactic level. Yes, it definitely was um, quite an experience and definitely a game changer for everything in my life. So um, back in 2014, um, I had literally, um, I was living a normal everyday human life in the third dimension. I had no religious background. I had no understanding of angels or spiritual concepts. And I went to bed and I woke up a completely different person. And it took me quite a while to understand what was happening or what had happened and to really be able to anchor that. And as I connected um, more with my guides and my angels and higher beings of light, 
um, I had learned that I was indeed a walk-in soul. So um, myself, I call that the first breath of life soul. And um, a beautiful friend of mine that I just met at a workshop had also used that terminology with me um, as well, which I thought was so profound, but it was my first breath of life soul had agreed to have an awakening process by the age of 35 to assist with the ascension of humanity. However, due to the life trauma, the soul loss and the loss of soul light, that was really not able to happen. So um, my higher self had petitioned um, the council to do this soul transfer, which would be the second breath of life soul. Um, and that uh, that night that I went to bed, I woke up a completely different person and I had all of these experiences happening around me and I can I can remember clearly thinking that I had been possessed or something because there was all this uh, activity, this spiritual activity going on and I could hear things and and I remember going and talking to my grandmother and she said, oh honey, as long as you work with God and the angels, you'll always be fine. Um, so I just took that and I, I really deeply trusted in that and continued my journey forward. Just mm, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 oh, just deeply connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more that I cultivated that inner connection and that deep level of trust um, that I just inherently had, uh, the more information that I would get about, you know, my higher self coming in back then at a six-dimensional frequency um, at that point in time. And I had, you know, been taught everything really that I know from the spiritual realms through working with divine teams of light, learning discernment, learning um, how to work on the energy bodies, learning um, how to do light code um circuitry re resets and working on the etheric templates and also being able to scan the body for medical uh, issues and pull from that person's cosmic records what the cure possibly could be for that individual. Incredible work, really. Okay, we're going to talk more deeply about that. Uh, before we move on from your soul transfer, the second breath of life, um, would you say that your higher self was connected to that soul? Do you have the same higher self or was this really a different soul as you've come to understand? Um, there for a while, I was really unsure. I did a beautiful Akashic record read and I will give her a shout out with Renee Furbish. She's amazing. Look her up. Um, and it was finally confirmed that it was indeed a whole different soul altogether, um, mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense because I did lose a lot of memory from that point forward um, and did go through uh, quite a drastic personality change. And um, the way that I carried myself and even the uh, the way that I speak, my accent changed completely. <laughs> so it was quite interesting. Yes, and I'm certain that other things, too, like what you like uh, as far as diet and maybe yeah. style and clothing. What was that like for you in the days since you woke up in 2014 with that new as a different person? I mean, what um, was that like to integrate? And what did your family do? Um, well, I was in a relationship with someone for six years, actually, and 
that entire relationship crumbled. I remember just weeks before his parents were talking about how much of a blessing that I was to him and and then they had easily switched to um, your evil. This is dark. You need to be God fearing because I was able to see spirit. I was hearing spirit. I could communicate with spirit and it, it just did not go well. <clears throat> and so that individual chose to leave the partnership because they didn't agree with what I was being called to do because I was already being called to step up and speak out. Um, as far as the integration process, it was incredibly difficult. Um, I did not want to be a human being. I, I found it incredibly difficult to, to have anything to do with any part of a human life, whether it was taking care of my children, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, running errands was, oh, just so unbelievable. It was, I didn't want to be embodied in this human form. I, I, I didn't like the feeling of it. It made me, um, it was physically painful. The ascension symptoms were incredibly unbearable. Headaches, extreme dizziness, extreme nausea, extreme back pain, um, electricity running through my body constantly. Um, and it was, it was just very, very, very difficult to do anything like I had been used to doing as a mother, you know, to take care of my children. So it would require so much effort and I just didn't want to do it. I just wanted to be in meditation all day. I just wanted to be with spirit all day. And um, it, it took me quite a long time to really be able to integrate that process. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Especially with children. So um, you are a mother of four now. At I the am. time, what were the ages of your children? Um, well, the ages of my children at the time would have been, let's say, 17. So my older two were already almost out on their own. And um, my younger two, I'm going to say 11 and 12. They would have been 11 and 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. And how did they respond to this whole situation? Did they help um, you heal and come out of it? Yeah, actually. Um, my son, my youngest son, actually, I oh, I think that um, he was actually awakened before me. So oh. he would talk to me about, you know, these types of things, about telekinesis and bilocation. And he would really? talk to me about his dreams and what he was doing and where he was going and, and being able to uh, have full control over his dreams. And before I awoke or had this beginning of awakening, this shift, I remember like, okay, you know, that's nice. Like, I didn't really know what to say. And then as it continued on, and I, you know, began to remember more of my true self, then I understood what my son was talking about. And, um, but my other son, he's, he's amazing as well. He's just now starting the seeking part of his journey. But, you know, I, I kind of worried about my children and how they would be received because at that time they were in public school. So I worried about, you know, how, how would that be received if I stepped up and I stepped out um, and I started doing this work in the community? Um, would they be harassed? Would they be bullied? But they were so accepting of what I was doing. They were fascinated by it. It, it resonated a, a spark of truth within their heart. 
And so they were very curious about it. And um, they would actually ask me to help their friends, which, of course, I had to say, well, I need parent permission, you know, (laughs) like, so it was it was actually really well accepted by by the children and by their friends and also by their friends' parents. Um, and then when I did step out into the community, surprisingly, um, I was pretty well received by the community. Yes, I love that. You are indeed a bridge between the generations. I love it because, you know, we we talk about this on this show and it comes up the the issue of, you know, we're parents, we get this, we're on our path, and we're trying to assist our children, yet our children, um, especially when they get into the teenage years, may not necessarily agree with it or may have to just do the opposite of the way we see things and feel, right? That's a natural course, right? Absolutely, and I can remember. What a gift for you, though. What a gift for you. Well, you know, I'm glad that you touch on that because – um, even speaking on that, I can remember because, you know, all kids want to test those boundaries, right? They want to push the buttons. And I can remember there was a point in time where both of my children went through, um, even though in the beginning they were very curious, they went through this thing where I don't know if they were just trying to test me or challenge me or trigger me or see if I really meant that they were allowed to have their own authentic path. But they went into this space of, I'm totally rejecting the spiritual path. I don't believe in any God. I don't believe in anything, um, you know, and and I just looked at them and I said, that is fine. If, if that is your way, if that is your path, that is fine. Um, and I think that that is a really important thing to do for children who are trying to really figure that out because it allows them the freedom to know that wherever they're navigating in their level of consciousness and whatever they're going through on their journey, that it's safe for them to be exactly right where they are. And, you know, the the information that came in from my higher self during that time was we don't want this to be like religion where it's controlled. We need to allow them to explore. We need to allow them to expand. We need to allow them to grow. And um, it didn't take very long for them to get right back on the path and show more interest and start asking more questions and, and you know, talking about their dream states and, you know, where they were traveling to and what they were doing and, you know, the crystalline codes that are coming in. You know, they're always telling me about what's going on in dream time. So. Give us a take on what they're experiencing in dream time. Um, well, um, more recently, my son who's just stepped on, he's more of like my quantum physicist, you know, uh, he's very scientifically minded, but he's really been opening to higher levels of awareness and consciousness. And more recently in his dream time, he connected with the, um, I call them the heavenly lights, um, the Amaritas. And, you know, he had that experience of flying up into our beautiful opalescent crystalline light grid um, that is actually being held at the sixth, seventh, and eighth levels of consciousness. And he said that he had gone there to retrieve a part of himself. And I thought that that was so beautiful. A lot of the time, what he's navigating um, in dream time is actually going into 
to a house and he is, you know, going into these parts of the house, which of course has to do with our subconscious, our our inner home of the ego, which contains many rooms and um, actually clearing them out. And sometimes he'll tell me, you know, there was there was a, an entity there that was trying to scare me, but it didn't frighten me and I got rid of it. And, um, you know, because those things can reside in those levels of consciousness. So um, he's doing a lot of his own healing work um, whenever he is in dream time. Now, my youngest son is more of I would say more of like a guardian, a galactic gatekeeper kind of dream time. Like he's always giving me a heads up if there's something that we need to be concerned about, if there's a disruption in the force field. Um, he seems to get those messages and that level of awareness during his dream time. So if I don't get the message, he'll come and he'll tell me. It came, I was there in dream time and uh, we need to, you know, kind of shift the frequency of the house a little bit, raise it up because we never want to shield out of fear. So we work on amplifying and raising the light. So they're just profoundly amazing children. I'm so yeah. honored that I got to be their mother. <laughs> you are a galactic squad. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really quite profound. But, you know, but at the same time, they're they're normal, everyday children. I mean, I do mm -hmm. homeschool them. You know, yeah. they yell at their video games. They, they yeah. you know, they get, you know, into arguments with their friends. Like, they're just beautiful children. They really are. But they're just like us. You know, our personality doesn't go away as we ascend. We keep our personality. And, you know, they've done a really good job at, at doing that as well. So Yes. And I just want to say that you extend free will to them, allowing them to go and, and explore the choice in their awareness that they'd like to make. And I'd just like to say Bruce Lipton did the same. He went way off to science, not believing in God at all, just to come right back around and come back with spirit and see that, wow, when we are embodied spirit, that changes our genes. And then he coined epigenetics. So that's just beautiful how your free will of your kids brought them right back to the topic with a deep curiosity. So you had a rapid awakening because of this second breath of life, this soul, and then you began to see and hear the spirits. You said that it made you seem like you were possessed and, right, this destroyed the relationship or it ended the relationship with um, your partner at the time. And what did you do then to uh, move beyond because would you say this is moving into our conversation about embodying higher levels of consciousness and so with this new soul awareness here you were able to see the fourth dimension yeah so how did you handle that um it i i for me personally um i was i was actually taken in by a really amazing family um, that offered me the opportunity to be able to care for my children and to also have time to integrate um, everything that was happening. But I still had work and I still had family duties and I still had children and there was a lot of chaos and, and negative things going on in the household. Um, but whenever I was able to begin to witness the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension and, and beyond, 
um, the biggest thing that I've always did is I never really went on a hardcore seeking journey. Um, like I said, there was always an inherent trust within me um, for the experience. <clears throat> and so what, what I would do is, you know, anytime that I would be shown anything, I would run that feeling through my body and I, I would just have this sense of, is my body expanding or is my body contracting? Is it going to help expand me and lift me up or is it going to shrink me down and lower my light? And uh, I use that as a, as a tool um, for connecting into body consciousness to be able to sense and feel the energies. And But whenever I began to witness fourth dimension, there was just, a, it was, <clears throat> I never needed to know why. I never needed to understand. Um, I didn't ask questions. I would be given the information um, that I needed to have, as we all are. We're always given enough information that we need to have. And, you know, we I just would never really have that level of curiosity as to need to have it explained to me. And so I would get the information. And I would integrate that download, and then it would just be on to the next and on to the next and on to the next. Um, so I, it was just always like a constant state of flow. flow. And, you know, the one thing, the mantra that always repeated through me was, seek first the kingdom of heaven, then all answers will be revealed. And so I just inherently knew that I was needed to awaken and, cat, and this was a catalytic process, and but it was going to occur very quickly, um, that it, it may be very difficult as I navigated human life, um, but there was just a trust. And I think that we can really get caught up in needing to know why or needing to know what that was or, you know, forgetting that, you know, everything is going to be revealed to us, even if... Um, even if it would be a perceived negative, everything is going to be revealed. And we will learn discernment, and we will learn trust, and we will learn from our inner guidance system if we stay connected. So anytime that I went into meditation, I would just, the only thing that I would say was, please reveal to me that which is being hidden within my heart. And then I would just allow everything to come. All the emotions, I would bring it in. All of the feelings, I would bring it in. All of the sounds, <clears throat> I would bring it in. Um, well, I can't say right away because in the beginning, I used to meditate and I used to get really frustrated because people would always interrupt me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Poor children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, but then it dawned on me like, why am I getting frustrated whenever we're just connecting to this peace that is already inherent within us and we're supposed to be bringing this peace outward and walking it in everyday life. And so I began to allow and accept and enjoy the interruptions because that would be the universe saying, okay, are you ready to take this piece that you're connected to and present it to your children or present it to your business partner or present it to the phone call? And, um, you know, because we get caught up in, I need time to meditate, but we are creators of our time and we can choose to shift our perception from we're being interrupted to, okay, now we're going to choose peace with this situation that has just brought me out of meditation that is requiring my awareness with love and understanding. So it's it's quite a different kind of shift and it's a different kind of energy because we can meditate anywhere at any point in time. And the more we, we, we focus on that awareness, we become a walking meditation. We become the walking meditation. Yes, life mm -hmm. is a walking meditation. Okay, yeah. that's beautiful. I love how you just allow 
and accept the interruptions. That's very Buddhist of you. Yes. And, and the trust that you have. So would you say, would you say, because, and you're working on a galactic level, would you say that you're a star seed? Yes. You came with a, a mission. You came with a purpose. Definitely a star seed. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. And so let's continue to talk a little bit more about embodying higher levels of consciousness. We all aim to do this, expanding into other dimensions, yet some, and we said that, you you know, you say there's no need to ask, so we're not going to try to have you describe what those dimensions are, but how would we know where we're at a certain level of embodiment um, right, it's a connection to our higher self. But is there a way that you can begin to describe being fully anchored in the 5D and the 6D, yeah. 7D, and so on? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you shift from 3D to 4D, of course, time speeds up, and it seems like you have no time um, to get anything done. And then you move into 5D, where everything is unified. It's that that unconditional love, and you feel that presence. And, and you'll waver between <clears throat> all these different levels of consciousness um, from time to time. I think that that's normal. But to really be able to anchor any level of conscious awareness or these dimensional planes of existence is really important to begin to do and focus on the human life itself. So to be able to anchor and navigate into the fifth dimension, we start with realizing that we are magical magical, powerful co-creators who are absolutely limitless. And we have the ability to take a moment to intend how our day is going to go, what we need to accomplish. If you're in that point of the journey where you're having a difficult time breaking through that frequency fence and you're feeling very um out, how do I want to put it, out of alignment, like you don't want to leave the spiritual realms to come back and do the dishes or do the laundry or get a shower or all of these small, mundane, everyday tasks, I would really encourage you to really start to allow focus with each one and do each and every one that you intend to do for that day. When you do that, you're grounding that energy into being. Um, and you're doing it with joy, and you're doing it with intention. You can make these tasks part of your daily meditation. If you're greeting someone with a challenging or opposing energy to you, you can choose to become consciously aware of how you're thinking, feeling, and responding. And that really is the shift from 3D through 4D in society, is really anchoring and becoming consciously aware and choosing presence, choosing awareness um, with each and every moment. Are you showing up as love? And sometimes that looks really ugly when you're making that shift because as you become consciously aware of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, you know, it can come out. It, you've been you've been holding on to these things for thousands of years. It's been locked with inside your DNA. And sometimes it can just like pour out and then we have a tendency to judge ourselves for um, reacting rather than taking a moment to respond and I just say through that part of the process you know don't judge yourself 
Don't hate yourself if you don't get it right each and every time. Just keep choosing to bear witness to where you're thinking and where you're feeling and how you're responding to everyone around you or what you're reading on social media. As you move into the fifth, you connect in with that unity consciousness. You begin to connect into um higher levels of understanding you connect into the frequency where your light body is built and you know that you have the ability to co-create your future you have the ability to co-create by staying very present in the now um, as you move up into the sixth dimension um, you begin to bear witness to what i call the heavenly lights and that is a very um, healing energy and it's almost like you will kind of go full circle around um, you know the ascension process is not a straight line it is a spiral so anything that you maybe could use a little bit more work on for forgiveness um, any type of purification in the mental or the emotional fields will come back around um, but you'll have that capability to have that uh, awareness that inner knowing to just kind of remain present in the heart, begin to be the observer. You may still have emotional reactions. That's normal. It's a normal part of the process as that six-dimensional energy um, will shake up the cells a lot more. And you'll notice um, a lot of shaking going on inside of the chakra system, inside of the cells, um, as that energy really amplifies. Um, and there is just a greater sense of unity and purpose and connection into, you know, connecting if you're a starseed with um, higher levels of the Syrian Council or the Palladian Council or Andromeda or whatever resonates for you. They will be very present um, whenever I reach um, seventh dimensional consciousness. That is when I encountered the Elohim and I came towards my first choice point. So what a choice point is, is where you reach a certain level in your ascension, where you have the free will right to choose to leave the planet or continue to assist with the awakening of humanity. So basically you're asking, um, they're asking, your higher self is asking, do you wish to continue? Because you really don't have to if you don't want to. Um, and um, by then, I should go back to the sixth dimension, sixth dimension. Um, sometimes you get that feeling that you want to go home. And um, also at the fourth, moving into the fifth, you get that dark night of the soul. You feel like you want to go home. You want to give up. Um, and that's really just a very, very, very deep purification process um, that you can definitely, definitely work through. Um, and that's a whole other topic for a whole other show <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Fascinating. But, yeah so and then it just kind of continues to go upward to the eighth um and there's other people on the planet that i'm sure are holding even higher levels of consciousness than the eighth dimensional level um, but each time it's a deeper level of purification there's a choice point that occurs and um you gain new insight. So from the seventh, you probably hear my kitty, from the seventh to the eighth is whenever I was taught, or excuse me, the sixth to the seventh is whenever I was taught um, about light body surgery and how to rewire circuitry. Um, but I think everyone here has their own purpose, their own mission. Mine is all about sovereignty, unconditional love, removing uh, bow breaks, uh, removing entities, 
recovering soul light, soul fragmentation, um, and physical healing and understanding how our energy does impact the physical body, but the physical body can literally be rebuilt, restructured, um, especially once a person connects into the energies of the eighth dimensional frequency, um, you can literally rebuild the body pretty quickly if they're open to that. Wow. Okay. And you work with people one-on-one in beautiful sessions and you meet them exactly where they are at. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that and some of the work that you do. We are live on this show, so we can do, we can take some callers. So callers, if you're on the phone, star two will allow you to raise your hand. Uh, So this helps people's, you probably get a whole gamut of people Um, those who have physical things that they wish to heal and energize, right? Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And and you mentioned light body surgery. Okay, this is very fascinating. And you can see on a multidimensional level. Yes. So can you give us an example of a light body surgery that you've done and what that's like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just did one the other week. So the individual was having a very difficult time um, grounding. She had AF, um, so she was having a hard time seeing. Um, She was told that she would lose the ability to see or hear. Um, What I picked up on was that the circuitry in the 10th chakra was not Uh, It was running backwards, and it really needed to be rewired. So what we do is um, we go in, and we will rebuild the circuitry, re-anchor all of the circuits in that 10th chakra, and run it down through into the physical body. Um, So we reestablish the current coming in from the great central sun so that the person is able to properly receive the influx and the light code energies that need to be coming in and running through them for them to be able to ground and accurately um, integrate. So it doesn't take as long to integrate. She was having um, her work was taking a lot longer than what it should. Um, And so we did that reset and it will take a person if we're doing light body surgery, typically something like that, you'll go offline for a few days, meaning you're not going to have that connection um, because the body needs time to readjust physically and to reset. And then we, you know, we'll, so we'll ground everything. And then when it does come back online, um, you have a much greater sense of flow. You're able to integrate your downloads more efficiently, more quickly. Oftentimes it will um, heal or help to restore a physical problem. Um, for example, for her, um, she went to the eye doctor. She had um, macular degeneration. And when she went to the eye doctor, she messaged me and she had said that the doctor said she does not have um this eye disease anymore. So, you know, as long as the person is very open, you know, I consider myself the witness. I don't take credit. Um, I just allow myself to bear witness. We go in, I'm watching, I'm helping to do the work. Um, But, you know, it's that person that needs to be open to accepting the work, that needs to be open to receiving, um, you know, the healing 
because they're the ones who need to receive that in order to integrate that um, for it to become one with them. But yeah, we've seen a lot of that type of stuff. So it will help to reset. It can uh, restore physical problems, obviously, because everything that's physical happens on an energetic level, especially if it's dealing with the circuitry. We see a lot of MS problems um, that have been, you know, that are linked to circuitry problems and grounding problems inside the body. So that's just one example. <laughs> okay, and so um, what is a protocol for uh, us to take some callers right now? We're gonna do. You can do like a mini. It's it, you're not a psychic, but you can you can. Um, I can see them. I can connect with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. just by their voice. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Well, here is David. Hello, David. Oh, hi, David. Well, okay. <laughs> he's a, he's got us on hold music. <clears throat> We're going to uh Downey, California, area code five six two. Hi, area code five six two in California. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? This is Patty. Hi, Patty. I was just calling to find out, um, if any messages come through of, you know, like um, where I'm at or my next step. <laughs> okay. um, as far as, as far as where you're at or on your next step, Patty? For, um, I guess for my, um, you know, evolvement or ascension. For your ascension. Um, what I'm seeing is um, a lot of, pressure around the forehead actually it seems to be like a ring of energy around the forehead so maybe a little bit of difficulty opening the third eye center Mm -hmm. um so what you could do is um i feel a resonance um with your starseed group your i am presence is pretty or your higher self is pretty high do you call on your higher self to assist you with healing at all oh um I guess not with healing, but yeah, I do. Um, I do ask to connect with my higher self, but I guess I I didn't think of that. Yeah, because your higher self can connect you with. Um, we have master healers, um, in in our star beings and in our groups and our teams and our guides and our angels and our ancestors, and they can certainly. Um, whenever I see a band of energy around a person's head like that, there can be like a constriction, and it kind of blocks a person from being able to fully open the third eye. Um, Mm -hmm. There's also a little bit of blocking in the sacral. So I would, um, for you, I would clear past sexual energy and negative cording um, and upgrade the existing cording as well. And that will help you to really be able to connect with the creative side of you um, to bring in more joy and more connection with others around you. Um, I mean, your grounding current looks good. I would remove that band if if um, you have a healer that you see, um, asking them if they specialize in removing those types of um, implants. Those types of implants they're not they're not necessarily negative. We you know we could have put those implants on ourselves. It could be a crown from a past life um, that doesn't need to be there. So doing some etheric um, removal from things that are in the field from your past life. So there shouldn't be anything in your field. Um, that is vibrating at a lower frequency or shutting you off. And there there can be 
um, for a lot of people, there's typically a plate that goes over the third eye to try to block that person from seeing. And that could have been something um, that you agreed to or, you know, some sort of trauma from something that you saw in another life that's sort of still hanging around in that soul signature, that energy signature. I would remove that. But um, really allowing yourself to be present um, with those around you and allowing others to have free will. Um <laughs> I mm -hmm. I don't I don't not sure why your higher self is saying that, um, but that's what I'm picking up for you. Really clean up the sacral and allow yourself to embody more presence, especially in the workplace and breaking free from toxicity. Just you know, kind of sending them love and understanding that they are who they are, and people don't. Um, you're not there to rescue everybody, if that makes sense. It does. It really resonates. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. It's amazing how you can instantly see that, right? Yeah. I don't know why I do, but I, I just do. Mm -hmm. It's everything's energy. So wherever you put your awareness, anyone that I connect to, um, I can see them as if they're in front of me. So... It's just, I, I I think we all have that ability if we allow ourselves to trust and open up and and uh, allow ourselves to be wrong when we're wrong so we can teach our brain to, to recognize when we're wrong and uh, but really deeply trust in the information that we're being given. Yes, okay. And it's the first part of the information, right? When you first get it. Yeah. You don't give your you don't give your ego mind a second to come in and question it. No, not at all. You just give everything that you get. Um, sometimes, you know, some of the information that comes in uh, may not make sense. You may not understand why, but it's not for us to understand why. It'll be for that person. So, if their higher self is asking to convey that information, then I we just need to convey the information and trust that it's for the best. As long yes. as it's love and light. <laughs> you know? Yes, as your grandmother mentioned to you, as long as you work with God and the angels. Right. All right. Well, and you work with the angels of grace. I do, yeah. Can Absolutely. you share about that? I mean, that's. I just had an epiphany the other day that um, I was really forgetting my angels. And hearing myself say that, it's like, did I really forget my angels? Um, not really, but I was using them part-time where I was doing it for things like my dog off the leash, right? Calling the angels <laughs> to get my dog or to find me a parking space or, right, to, to make that synchronistic um, movement through traffic or something. Right. But literally, literally um, this is something all of us can work more deeply, more closely with, is to ask angels all the time, ask them for assistance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely adore working with the angels. Um, I especially love the angels of grace because um, they have such an ability to really shift and move things um, in accordance with um, that person's sovereign will, you know, their their own personal sovereignty. And I've 
you know, I've asked them many times to assist a person who was in deep suffering or deep pain, um, in grief or sorrow or despair, to ask them to go and to place their hands upon them and to allow them to realize that sometimes grief is how we honor the person. That it's okay to let go of that grief. We don't need to grieve in order to keep that honoring of that person or, um, but really trusting in the divine angels of grace. Um, so before every session, I connect with the angels of grace and I, and I ask, you know, is this, um, in the highest and greatest good, um, for us to work together? And the angels of grace will either say yes or they will say no. Oftentimes, if they say no, it's because the individual is not open, um, to what is going to be received. Um, and so it would not be a bit of the highest and greatest good. Um, but they, they really are, beautiful miracle creators um they really assist if we deeply connect with them they can really help to lead us how to heal our own wounds how to release us from suffering um how to help us to understand the higher perception and if we call on them every day um because we have to call on them for them to come in um you know, they can really help to navigate us if we feel ourselves slipping emotionally or we feel ourselves starting to judge. They can help us to sort of bear witness or, you know, bring that to our, our conscious level of awareness so that we can be like, ah, that was in my frequency, that was in my vibration. They really help to shift us upward and outward. And then eventually, you know, the angels do step back a little bit. Um, so that you can hold your own mastery. So they don't leave you, but they do give you the opportunity to um, practice without them. So, <laughs> Yes, on that spiral of evolution. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So as, as I picked up on earlier, we've got some questions. Some of the most common questions coming in are people asking, how are we to know which dimension we are in and you said it you said that we got we kind of move back and forth and so for those of us who are experiencing time speeding up not enough time in the day we're probably in fourth yes um, absolutely and so many of us are like oh we want to get to the fifth we want to get to the sixth so can you look at our group is yeah. that possible or do you need the um voices because could you look at our group? We are, I love this group. Everyone here is a new earth leader, whether Aww. they know it or not. So do you mean like an overall, if I would have to, it, like the overall connection of the group and where we are as a group here in this now moment, where we would be vibrationally? Yes, that's a good I, place to start. Yeah, I would say sixth dimension. It's a very high level frequency group. Um, definitely sixth dimension um, as far as the conscious collectiveness that is going on within this group, and um, which is beautiful. I think that that's an amazing frequency and amazing consciousness as a collective for the group for this podcast. I think that's so beautiful and it speaks volumes to where we are ascending and moving towards for humanity as well. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so for those who still peek at the news and get discouraged by what we see <laughs> out there, um, it's pretty much um, the guidance to go within and really anchor into unity consciousness and and this higher frequency this higher level of consciousness 
Okay, yeah, thank and, you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember that to really pick any side is to divide. Um, right. You know, to pick any side is to divide because uh, while it's hard to watch some of the events that unfold on the planet, um, there's there's always the choice to bless them, to send love and light to that person's higher self, to to shift your energy out to where you're actually serving the ascension process of the collective rather than lowering your frequency, which adds to the separation consciousness, which we are trying to overcome. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So we thank all those dedicated light heart workers for holding the vision of new earth and loving in the face of everything. This is really mastery. And we have a lot of masters here. I commend everyone. Okay. Here's another question, a popular question. And this goes back to star seeds. Please define what a star seed is. And Nira (laughs) Nira asks, can you tell me if I'm a star seed? Well, a star seed is a person who has a deep resonance with um, and has had more lifetimes on other star systems, other planets, other galaxies. Um, they have really come here at this time for the pure awakening of humanity. They're mostly highly intuitive, highly sensitive to lower frequency energies. They're very empathic. They have um, very strong psychic gifts. They have very strong um, healing abilities. They are normally the black sheep of the family. They don't fit in. So they go through a lot of um, searching and sort of being rejected or outcasted, and they feel very lonely or lost. That is typical of a star seed. Um, and you may have had many lifetimes on many different types of, you know, star systems or planets or in other multiverses. Um, so you could be, you know, you could resonate with many different ones like Pleiades or Andromeda or Sirius. Um, but you, you come with different DNA. We've come to clear the planet. We've come to activate other people through our DNA. And um, so you can activate people just by holding your light, even by walking in the grocery store. Although most star seeds hate to go out in public because of the lower density structure, once you're able to embody that power and know what you're doing, uh, your mission becomes really important, holding your light in every moment, um, but not to the degree of disassociation. So as you integrate more, um, I do feel a resonance. And when I when I look at your DNA, it does look star seated to me. Um, and yeah, I would say because it's it's already very rainbow in color. So I think you already know the answer to that question, even if it's just a subtle resonance. I normally don't tell people who or what they are, um, but I, I feel as if you already know. Because your DNA is already multi-spectrum and it's multicolored, so you already have the fifth-dimensional activation points in place, and your chakras are quite beautiful, so you're very aware. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I'm checking my chat line here, and I here's Melly, and Melly is um, the typical starseed journey. Um, who says, I find human tasking to be boring and unimportant. I just want to stay in my vibe. I'd rather sit, 
or walk in meditation with the beautiful vibe. I love engaging with strangers in this vibe of love. I feel a doom and gloom when I look around at all that needs to be done at my house. I would rather just be traveling and sharing higher consciousness with strangers than to stay home and clean. And there does <laughs> not feel enough time here to waste any more time. What stage am I in? How can I heal this? I've been doing this clearing healing work for nearly 40 years. Yes, and that is such an amazing question. Here's the thing. You would be moving from fourth to fifth and then dropping down into third whenever you have human responsibility. There is the thing that I taught, like to talk about is there is a time for clearing and healing, and there is a time for conscious awareness and focus. And finding where we are avoiding becoming a divine human being. So we are here to anchor heaven on earth, which means we have to begin, and sometimes it's very, very, very small tasks that we have to bring this energy down and bring it into our everyday tasks. And at first, I know, trust me, I, I went through the same exact thing. I just wanted to leave. I wanted to go home. I didn't want to be here anymore. I would rather have left this body than to do a set of dishes because it felt that bad to me. But what happens is, is as you push through that level of resistance, that is a resistance barrier um, in stepping into the new dimension and the new level of conscious awareness, it's difficult, it's challenging because the density of the frequency that you have to go into is not one that is in alignment with your soul. However, in order to embody this heaven on earth, we have to begin somewhere. And so we start with very small tasks. And we start it and we do not stop until it's completely finished. And we can affirm to ourselves, I am anchoring and becoming the divine human. And the more that you actually begin to do this, what happens is it's quite an interesting shift, is you actually become more energized, obviously, but you take on and you begin to feel a greater sense of flow, a greater sense of happiness and harmony in your life, and a greater sense of upliftment because you've actually pushed through the resistance barrier that was keeping you from bringing heaven to earth. So we're here to bring heaven to earth, not to stay in the in the ethers and ignore this human incarnation. We came here with a very important purpose and we need to be able to fulfill that purpose. And we fulfill that purpose by embodying the divine human, which means we come back um, and we start living our everyday life. So like Jack Cornfield says, after enlightenment, the laundry, like you have to come back into being, you have to bring this awareness, this consciousness, this love, this divinity that you've connected to and bring it into this world. Otherwise, how how are we fully going to awaken humanity and how are you going to find peace? And that's what my higher self kept telling me. You have to come back in because it was hard being human. I would say I hate being human. I don't like being human. I don't belong here. I'm not human. But as I began to do these tasks and I would not stop, I would start one small task and I would complete it. 
and then I would move on to the next and move on to the next. And what I began to find was I started feeling really happy and really joyous. And, you know, I also want to add that when, if you stay in that state, where if you're refusing to come back and embody your spirit fully, and to anchor that light, that is a form of spiritual escapism where we can actually use clearing tools, clearing tools, clearing tools, clearing tools, and we're avoiding what is actually happening in our experience. We want our experience to be different. So we go to these clearing tools, which clearing tools are amazing. Yes, we need them. They're great. They shift our frequency. They release other people's energy. They do amazing different things. Um, but there's also that presence that needs to come into place with not wanting your experience to be what your experience is. And without accepting your experience for what it is fully, you can actually lose soul light and you can soul fragments. So it could be if you've been doing this for 40 years, maybe you need to recall back your soul light, uh, see if there's any soul fragmentations, um, you know, out there. And really, though, really force yourself through that barrier you know divine will will get you through but you got to apply your will as well they both work together so really starting small and then building and it really does increase your joy and i can tell you from a person who resisted like nobody's business in becoming a human being and embodied um i was quite surprised at the shift and the level of energy that I began to have and the level of joy that I began to have by allowing myself to be fully present in each moment, no matter what I was doing on this planet. So I hope that helps. Yes, that helps everyone who is listening. Thank you. We remember the mission of anchoring heaven on earth, bringing the energy down to our tasks. And to remember, I am anchoring and becoming the divine human. Thank you so much for that um, beautiful expression there. All right, so here's a question then from, it, it was near, wait, let's see, who, the, who was the star seed? Um, that was Melly. I believe it was, no, I'm sorry, this was Nira, Nira, okay. Um, so Nira would also say that she's a starseed, as you mentioned, and she does resonate with it, and she's come to the planet to help. But how come we all have so much ancestral baggage? We clear it and cleanse it, um, but if we're ETs, why do we have an ancestor connection to Earth people? Well, we have, even though we have, okay, been on many different planets, it doesn't, or star races, it doesn't mean that we've never had an incarnation here, but it also means, I mean, we have DNA, we have a lineage, so our mother and our father may not have been you know, star seeds, they could be earth seeds, but I mean, we have a lineage full of ancestors that go the whole way back through infinity. And those ancestors could have been star seeds, they could have, you know, had reincarnations in other planets. Just because we have an ancestry doesn't mean that it's all earth ancestry. Just do you understand what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're reborn, we're reincarnated, our mother, our father, et cetera, the whole way down, the grandmothers, the great grandmothers, the great grandfathers. But not everything on the ancestry line is negative. There's a lot of positive 
and a lot of um, gifts and tools and talents and abilities and light that we can connect to on the ancestry line. But most star seeds actually chose to come, um, have chosen to come to purify those ancestry lines so that it can stop everything from moving forward to the next child, to the next child, to the next child. So we want to clear the ancestry line. But if you're carrying a lot of like ancestral karma and you feel that it's too much, you can certainly petition your higher self um, to go to the board of karma and ask for karmic dispensation and see if you can be granted a dispensation um, for it to be removed. It is really that easy. Everything is actually pretty simple. We just need to have the knowledge and the tools to know that we can do it. So if you ask your higher self to go to the board of karma to request dispensation, they and if you tell them how much of a difficult time you're having, they will probably lift some of that for you automatically. Okay. Beautiful. We've got more questions here, but we are talking with Kara Goss, multidimensional healer and medical medium. She has a beautiful special offer available to everyone who's listening. And this is a multidimensional soul light healing session with the angels of grace. Kara, can you share with us what happens in this session? Um, well, most of the time what happens is, is I will actually, once a person books in, um, I actually connect in and I check um, their entire energy out beforehand. So I will scan the physical body. I will look at the red cells, the all the cellular components, the organs, the blood, the bone, the tissue, looking to see if anything is off center. Then I move out to the etheric body to see how the meridians are. Um, I check the nadis to see if they're open or the clog congested. How are the chakras functioning? Are there negative cords? So I really go through each and every level the whole way up um, to the person's I am presence. Um, so it could be um, it could be something that I come across that's physical. Um, there's been times where I've sent people to the hospital because they were getting ready to have a heart attack. Um, so it could be something like that. But then there's other times where I will actually go in. I gather all of the information of what I find um, that may be causing a situation. It could be contracts, vows, agreements. It could be, you know, dark force. It could be implants. It could be just negative beliefs and in, in thinking. It could be that a chakra needs to be reset or readjusted or even replaced sometimes. And so I examine all of these aspects. And then once we meet, um, I give the person the information of what I have found and I get um, their permission. Now, I always ask the person's higher self and their I am presence as well as the angels of grace before I can go in, um, before their session. So I have all the information before when, beforehand when we meet. And if they are okay with proceeding with everything that I've talked about and what I've found, um, then we go ahead and we go on a journey together where I take them into their inner worlds, um, their inner dimensional planes, and we kind of go through and we witness this process together. Um, if they're not at that level of consciousness yet, then we just get their permission and I will assist with um, teaching them how to go into those inner worlds um, by removing belief structures and really opening them up. And then I will go in uh, with their permission and their consent and fix whatever 
was found. So whether that's a circuitry issue, a hole, a tear, a rib, a opening to an interdimensional plane. Um, but really, my goal is to really empower the individual to to show them how to do it and how easy it is and how simple it is because we think that it has to be something that's very complicated or only special people can do it, but that's not true. Everybody has the ability. So whenever I work with an individual, whatever I find, I like them to try to go in with me so they can bear witness to what they're seeing so they can see and know and have the tools moving forward on how to repair and how to connect with their body elements or how to connect with their subconscious mind, how to connect with their higher self and how to connect with all of the healing that the universe has to offer. I just want to thank you for the multidimensional work that you do and assisting people in this connection. It really is a leading edge and I know people are going to really want to do a session with you. I want to do a session with you. My goodness, I mean, it covers so much. And you're again, you're meeting people where they're at. Yeah. So um, you mentioned an interdimensional. Can you share more on that? We could have a hole into an interdimensional space. Yes. So if if we have a rip or a tear or a bleed through, I mean, we live in a multiverse. So we have past lives, mm-hmm. future lives, parallel lives. And, you know, we could actually link into another interdimensional plane and have a bleed through of something that's happening from that life or, you know, have an opening where, um, you know, dark forces could enter in. We could have an opening where those entities could come in. So we need to go through each and every, all 12 levels, all 12 dimensions, and make sure that, you know, each and every single layer of our field is secure, is clear, is stable, um, you know, and remove any kind of interdimensional bleed-throughs of other energies, thought patterns, beliefs that might not even be, you know, in this soul incarnation. could be parallel life from a different choice. It could be past. It could be future. Um, I mean, we're we're infinite, so... <laughs> Every choice we make spins off a new reality, so we need to, you know, clear that up and, yeah. Well, you speaking about that, I will invite you to host a mastery empowerment course where we can go into those 12 Ds and uh, increase our awareness. I think that would be a beautiful group webinar that we could do. Yes, I mean, and, and so we'll talk about that offline, but... That is an amazing tool, um, and that really is sovereignty yeah. that you mentioned, and being aware, immaculately aware, impeccably aware of our energy. And it really is interesting how our thoughts, our belief systems really get us entangled. Yes, very much so, very much so. Mm-hmm. Awareness is so key. Energy work, you know, clearing and doing that work is great, uh, but I feel there needs to be a balance between conscious awareness and energy clearing and that kind of work. You know, there needs to be both. Both are very important because we need to be consciously aware of what's going on within us, around us, in our energies. Mm. So the work that you do with the light body surgery and the recircuitry, rewiring, that assists then with anyone who's experiencing ascension symptoms, right? 
Yes, it can actually help to inflow the download information much more efficiently and more quickly. Um, when we go through that process, we also upgrade the nervous system, we upgrade the endocrine system, and we upgrade um, the hormonal system. So that in itself gives an upgrade and a boost to the physical body, which also needs to be upgraded and a lot of times to help soothe and increase the flow and, you know, kind of calm those ascension symptoms down. Yeah. So after a session, um, you said people usually generally maybe, what, need to sleep a little bit more or go offline? Yeah, they'll definitely go offline for a few days, meaning they won't have connection to their higher self. Um, They won't have connection to any sort of – their body needs to rest until it's able to reload. It's almost like rebooting a computer Mm. Or like, you know, you put you install a new program and the computer needs to shut down in order to start up to install the new software mm-hmm. and to really reboot everything. And that's how I liken the physical body and the connection to the higher self after we do a rewiring. The body needs a reboot um, so that it can come back online much more stronger, much more efficiently. And it does definitely assist with ascension symptoms like dizziness, headache, nausea, um, for sure, the dizziness, headache, nausea, everything, the pressure on the head, the electricity that's running through um, the body, or if you get a lot of electric shocks. A lot of people think that that's like dark force interference, but oftentimes um, it's actually, it's not. <laughs> it's it's a problem integrating your downloads. Interesting. Okay. Well, fascinating. So if you'd like to get that upgrade with Cara, a schedule a personal session. I will be one scheduling a session. Those are amazing, Cara. How long are each session? Um, typically about an hour and a half, an hour and a half. And Sometimes so then, we might need to go longer, but typically on average an hour and a half. What a beautiful gift you're offering. So thank you. And and that is an, an, a very good price as well that you're offering that at. That special offer can be found at AcousticHealth.com slash special offers slash Cara. Or you can go to the quick link bit.ly slash Cara offer. Good. Okay, everyone. What a beautiful gift. And Cara, you also have a recorded webinar um, that actually upgrades to 15D. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yes, the webinar is the webinar that Steve Nobel and I hosted together, and that was for um, really connecting out and connecting into the source code, the unity code, the tri-wave frequency at the 13th, 14th, and 15th dimensional frequency. During that webinar, we set the intention to remove all implants and programs, and we went through and explained um, why that worked, connecting with the the mother and the Christ consciousness and the father consciousness and really combining them together. And uh, I think everyone created their own name for it, but we all got the same download around the same time, lots of star season teachers, um, but it is the tri-wave frequency. When we bring in that tri-wave frequency of the 15D seal, what it does is it really helps to amplify and remove any type of dead light or um, neutralize any type of programming or things like implants, programs, seals, 
false light geometric patterns and it neutralizes them so that they can no longer have an impact on your energy field. Um, it restores all of the dead light. Um, so dead light is light that has been completely drained and is useless in your energy field and it will take it up to source and it completely restores it. So you find yourself having more vitality, uh, your health can be restored, you start to feel um, healthier, like, you know, more vitalized because it restores those miasms in the field and allows that complete restoration. But you can set any intention out there um, for that. But the webinar is primarily focused with using that energy to completely neutralize, and we step out through each and every single 12-dimensional uh, space, and we go through each space to remove any type of implants, programs, or imprints that might be there in the field. Okay, beautiful. Well, thank you for making yourself so available to this audience um, with the special offer, the sessions, and that webinar. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So do you have a few more minutes for a few more questions and maybe a sure. caller or two? Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to – there's so many questions, and we can't get to all of them, but you guys would love a session with Cara, so I encourage you, check out the price of her session. For 90 minutes, that is a beautiful gift that she is offering at $120, so check that out. Um, because we can't get to everyone's questions, but reading them and hearing how Cara works with you, this is so beneficial for all of us. It is a light worker's dream to have this kind of support. So here's a question as well. Um, Frank's got a question that is similar to a few others. Uh, and he says, learning to navigate 4, 5, and 6D ascension. And I want to know, should I continue and ask the higher beings to empower me and help me navigate the strong energies that I face? Hi, Frank. Absolutely. I mean, as, as long as you're ensuring that they are definitely of the light and have transcended polarity, they will assist you. So calling on your higher self, calling on, you know, the higher beings of light and really deeply trusting in the information that they give you. Um, because as I say, you know, discernment's going to come either way. Um, so you're going to learn no matter what. So I would definitely work with the higher beings and trust in what they're they're giving you, the information they're giving you, but be discerning in the information that they're giving you too. Make sure it's following like a middle way that it's not pulling you too much into the to the human side where you need to be obsessive over human earthly things or too much into the spiritual side where it could be something that's like of a false light construct in the ethers. But as long as those messages have a resonance with you and they have a balance with you and they have a balance within the message, um, yeah, I would definitely trust. That's what my whole awakening process was about. Um, I wasn't really blessed with a mentor or a teacher or anybody like that until I connected with the wonderful Steve Nobel. And um, and then, you know, I mean, we just resonated. So um, it really is about just trusting in the information because everybody's path is so different. And, and really the best thing you do is stay connected to your higher beings. Absolutely. They'll, they will show you the way. Yes, okay. Beautiful. All right, we're going to go to, uh, I believe this is Persia in Honolulu. Hi, Persia. Hi, Persia. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Cara. Thank you Hi. so much. 
Uh, I would love to have a question that it's been really on my mind for some time. I feel like I'm really um, involved with a, lot, with a lot of light beings, and Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, and Metatron are very present um, in many times, I feel. Um, at the same time, I feel a lot of, like, doubts and distrust to the message or I don't know if it's if there's any blockages or if there's any kind of like fear or agreements or agreements or vows or something that needs to be clear in order that I could like feel more ease and grace in order to move forward with all the messages that I receive I'm not seeing myself moving forward effortlessly and shamelessly with everything so I would love your um um, your help and see what is going on with uh, me and my space and what can I do. Okay, so are you saying, let me just clarify one one part of your question. Are you trusting in some of the messages and not others? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I feel like the moment it is I start feeling the message, there is just part of me that completely doubt in everything. And um, even if this is true that I'm feeling, even when I really am feeling or um, visually also seeing confirmation, but there is a part of me that really, like, either is afraid. I feel like I just go and hide, like, somewhere. I think that's very normal for for everyone. I think that having doubt and needing to run and hide – or being afraid of the information that we're given is a very normal process. Like I refused to to speak for a long time um, because I was afraid that I was going to create harm um, unintentionally. So I think that for for many people, it has there's there's a level of work that needs to be done with what I'm feeling with you. Um, there's it's really the same. Um, really finding the energy within your body and releasing that and really going into the subconscious to find those fears, but also really going in and doing vow breaks um, and clearing black magic or dark force vow breaks um, and clearing the energy, but really getting into the physical body, into body consciousness and where are you holding this fear and delving in and really examining what construct is being held in the subconscious. And that's like a journey that um, we could do together. Or if you have a healer that has the ability to do that, or a hypnotherapist can do that, like a quantum hypnotherapist would be great for that. Um, But, you know, really just trusting, but also, you know, we don't want to just trust everything just because it comes from a higher being of light, even, even on, you know, these other planetary systems, from where we come from, I think it's important to remember that we need a level of discernment, um, you know, so we don't just want to take, oh, it comes from the light, so we're going to trust it. We still need to have that level of discernment within us because even in the multiverse, they're ascending just like we are, and they have duality just like we do, and they have beings that interfere just like we have. And, you know, so we don't want to just open ourselves up to wanting to trust and believe everything that the light says. We need to keep that level of discernment in check and in place. So that's why I'm asking, you know, is it all the time? But I, I do feel that for you, there is there is a lot of energy um, that needs 
shifted and going into the subconscious, probably some uh, bow breaks for sure, contracts to not speak or past life issues that have carried over um, for you to be able to cultivate a deeper level of trust. So what would be the next step that I need to focus on? Because I feel like um, I get sometimes overwhelmed with where to start from, and I don't really see myself actually taking any action for what needs to be done. So would you please um, direct me to, to the steps that I need to take? And if you can also help me with that, I appreciate that. Yeah, I would I would definitely go and start with cultivating body consciousness um, because whenever I feel into your body, you have an extreme tightness in the back of the shoulder and the back of the head, as well as around uh, the solar plexus area. So there's a lot of um, heavy, dense energy that needs to be shifted out of the physical body. So really even just going with each space as you scan your body down and being present with it you know, it's something that we learn in master level classes where you can actually take that energy, you define it, you give it a shape, you give it a color, you, you know, ask, is it moving or is it still? And you go into and you start explaining or defining what does this emotion feel like in my body? Is it fear? Is it, is it really guilt? Is it shame? Is it, what is the story? And, you know, is it even mine? And you'll be surprised most of the time at how much the energy is not even yours. And then you just breathe it out and you say, I can fully release this energy because it's not mine. And then you go back into that space where you're holding tension or tightness in the body. And then you allow yourself to re-examine. And then most of the time, the energy that is yours is much more smaller and you can delve within. And you just keep your awareness on it. As you keep your awareness on it and you recognize it and you embody it and you love it and you don't try to push it away or get rid of it but you just rather shed your awareness on it it will actually shrink dissolve and begin to shift and change but there's um several energy blockages within the within the etheric body definitely see some contracts and vows that need to be broken um and you know really going into the subconscious cleaning the inner houses out that's what i'm seeing for you uh, I've done uh, a couple times. I've done uh, work um, re regarding uh, that, um, like density, this, this uh, tightness on my back and my neck, and also my uh, solar plexus and the heart. I named it uh, different names and colors, and I feel like it just. And I, I'm aware that it's. Uh, I was told that it's my mom's or um, a lot of like ancestral things. And uh, I was also told a couple months ago that the work with the ancestral lineage is done. And I've been doing, um, like, I've been guided and doing a lot of different works uh, to just get to a level, but I still feel, like, very tight and I feel so relaxed and relieved. But then again, I feel tight and just kind of closed. So I'm kind of, like, guarded right now. That's one of the reasons that I feel... I have a hard time really trusting the messages because I feel like I clearly heard a couple months ago that um, the work is done. And I was just, it was after a retreat, after a couple of days, and I was feeling fully just, my heart was like very expanded, feeling very light. And, and yet I feel like it just, it's like unending. I'm just really like tired of this, this type of like 
Well, I think it's important to know that our work is never done. We're infinite beings. And so there can be, there can be parts of our lower construct, our lower mind that's like, yay, we did it. We're finally there. We made it. Like there's some end point. And the more that we can really accept and come into alignment with the fact that there, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to an end goal here. There is no end goal. There's only now and we're infinite and it's always going to be something. We're always going to be working on something. We're always, but it's about learning how to take uh, the shadow and love it. It's not about trying to destroy anything or get rid of anything or remove this or remove that. It's really about revealing the truth of who you are and loving all that arises within you and allowing that and embracing that and being one with that and, and learning how to flow and navigate with that. But with you, I do feel that there are, like I said, contract spells that will keep that energy coming back. There, um, you know, if I would tune in, I, I would really feel like me personally with you, I really, really, really feel like an opening um, in the energy field back behind that and that uh, neck, that head, the shoulder area, and it's pretty large. So I would call on the angels of ultraviolet fire and really have them seal and lock that down, close that hole in the field. If you're if you have a hole anywhere in any level of your field, you're going to lose life force energy. You're going to lose vitality. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel drained. But you you allow um, everyone else's energy around you to just pour in as well as anything else that could be in that space. So, you know, sealing that down. Steve Nobel actually, not um, not that I wouldn't direct you to my YouTube, but his is much better than mine. So I'm just being honest. His ultraviolet fire, um, ultraviolet fire, angel angelic meditation um, is absolutely amazing for closing and neutralizing those fields. So Steve Nobel, ultraviolet fire, um, angelic transmission is what it's called. And it's absolutely amazing for, for really removing that density, but you're still, um, you need to, we need to kind of navigate and go back. There's, there's vows that need to be broken. There's contracts with, um, you know, magic, black magic that keeps coming back into your field. So once those are broken, then you could probably get a shift up and we can, you know, activate uh, the removal of the frequency fence for you too. So that's something we would do in session. Okay. Well, Persia, also it's amazing that Kara totally picked up on that energy and then you confirmed it. So good luck with this, Persia, and consider that personal session because you can go deep with Kara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Persia. Well, we are out of time for our show today. I want to thank everyone for being here. And Kara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You do incredible work, such high, high, high level work. And we all need this. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and humbled. Thank you. Oh, yes, and we are going to have you back as well. So stay tuned, everyone. Kara will be back. So until then, check out Kara's special offer at AcousticHealth.com slash special offers slash Kara. All right, Kara, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Thank you. All right, everyone. Now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart.
Quantum Conversation, and thank you for dancing with us to the Cosmic Heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.